ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to the Two Robbies Podcast, your destination for in-depth discussion and analysis of the Premier League. I'm Robbie Musto, he's Robbie Earl, and here are today's topics. Manchester United and Tottenham play up an entertaining 2-2 draw in front of United's new minority owner, Sir Jim Ratcliffe. Kevin De Bruyne and Oscar Bob come off the bench and inspire Man City to a comeback win at Newcastle. Cole Palmer puts in a cool-as-ice performance in a 1-0 derby. London Derby win against Fulham and Luton Town score a highly controversial goal in stoppage time against Burnley to escape Turf Moor with a crucial point. That's what we've got coming up in today's episode. Yes, mate, good stuff. Um, I know you're away this weekend. I've been in the studio. Uh, So let's turn our attention to one of the big games of of this short window of only five games. Old Trafford, Manchester United. You've just mentioned it. So Jim Ratcliffe, first time he was present Mm. in in the stadium, uh, a Manchester United team that's still looking for that consistency against the Spurs team. They had one or two players back. Van der Ven back in the starting lineup, Romero in the starting lineup, Timo Werner. Made his first start for Spurs on the left-hand side. Um, I'll let you start, mate. How? Give me an overview of the game. Was was the draw about the, mm. the the right result? Who will feel slightly better for for, for a two-two draw? Uh, well, actually, I think Man United will feel a little bit better. Mm. I think if you look at the game um, and actually look at the all the stats and all the yeah. shots and the shots on target and the possession and everything else. Expected goals are all favoured Tottenham Hotspur. Now, I think it's certainly, uh, I think, accurate to say that they're really lacking their normal punch up front. Spurs yeah. with the players that they've got missing now. I think it's pretty obvious. Kulusevski expected to play. I think he went down late with an illness, yeah. Rob. Yeah. Um, they didn't have Madison, of course, as normal, and Hyun Min Sun. Um, so they, they missed most of their, their main guys up front. Um, but I just thought they looked the better side. Mm. Uh, now, of course, like we, you guys talked about it in the studio about the pattern of the game, and I think it kind of it kind of turned out how we all expected it to, Robin. Yeah. Um, you know, some may say two two is a fair a fair scoreline. Very much um, proactive team against mm. a reactive team. You talked about it. We've talked about it many times. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I just I, I'll go kind of I'll go kind of towards my main kind of thought, really, Robin. Yeah. And. and um, you know, I know Sir Jim Ratcliffe was there, and I know some players are coming back now for Eric Ten Hag. Um, 
I just looked at it, Rob, in the second half, the middle of the second half. I think the commentators are commentators, of course, Graham and Peter are on it, uh, or John Champion, sorry, was on it. Um, and they were saying how flat it was. I saw a game, I saw a Man United performance that was behind the ball, sitting deep, allowing Spurs to have possession, not being very good, and this is throughout the game, by the way, winning the ball back, Man United. They're not, they're not, they're not very good at that. Yeah. Um, and I just thought, Rob, this is not Man United. This isn't Man United sitting at Old Trafford against a weakened uh, Spurs side to sit back and play on the counter-attack. Mm. And, you know, his comments afterwards about that's, that's kind of what the players we have. I, I'm just not sure I'm having it, mate. And, um, you know, there's going to be new investment, mm. new directors, new structure on the football side. Yeah. I mean, surely they've got to be putting out a blueprint or a mission statement, whatever you want to say, that Man United, let's get back to what Man United is. Now, of course, I understand that's going to take a little bit of time, Mm. but no ball, no atmosphere, not a lot of inspiration, a couple of moments on a counter-attack, again, from players that can do that in in Rashford and and Rasmus Hoyland, and it's particularly good for Hoyland, I think, to to score again. But uh, my main thought, Rob, was that this isn't really what Man United is all about. It's an it's a interesting point, and, and it's definitely the road I want to go down because um, I'm not sure at the end of goals, then Rebecca, me and Tim just had a quite an interesting conversation. It came out of Ten Hag's interview at the end, and the uh, reporter was asking him you know, about the style and what he's looking for. Uh, so we'll get to that in a minute, Rob, but I just want to go back to something you said when you, made, you, you, you used the phrase, this isn't Man United. What isn't? Or what isn't? I mean, are, are we still historically going... Are we talking now about going historically back 10 years to the Ferguson era to say, this is Man United? Or, or has there been Manchester United, yeah. iterations of Man United with the Van Halls, with the Mourinho's, with the, you know, others who, who've taken charge? Because so, I think that's an important point, Rob. Like, are we just... Are we still keeping making those comparisons to the Ferguson time and era? Or are we moving beyond that now? Because if we're moving beyond that, I don't think we, you, we can say this is, this is Man United. Because what have Manchester United been for the last 10 years? Well, that's exactly right. I, I'd, go back, I'd go back longer than Sir Alex Ferguson, Rob. I, what I mean by that is a Manchester United are an entertaining, proactive, yeah. open, attacking football club. Yeah. That's what they've made. That's what they made their name in the past, from George Best to Ronaldo to Rooney to to, to Giggs to Beckham to Scholes to everybody so all the else. That's what Man United are. That, of Man United, you're talking about historically uh, through the football club. You, you're not just comparing DNA. an era back to you know the Ferguson to now kind of thing. I just want. I just want to be sure I'm, I, I, I'm totally getting you. Well, like, well, well. From from Ferguson to now has been a mismatch of all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I and I'm. I'm just taking this opportunity as there's big change coming mm. to, to tr- uh, for the club to, I would think, remember what its DNA is. Remember mm. what, I mean, they're a good, there's a, it's a good, it's a tremendously well-supported club and the atmosphere at Old Trafford yeah. is often brilliant. Their best times, Rob, are when they're on the front foot and Ryan Giggs is running down the wing or George Best or whoever it is in whatever kind of era. The best iteration of this football club when the fans have enjoyed the most, and this yeah. is what it's all about, is when they are on the front foot and they're playing. They've got Cantona with it, you know, playing the clever passes and everybody else that they've had. I mean, I don't think it's sitting back and waiting for something to happen. They get a little sniff. You know, I, I, I'm not a, a lip-reading expert, Rob, but yeah. when Rashford's off on mm, the side of the... Yeah. Of the back, he looked miserable as <laughs> if, like, what, what are... what? 
You know, he didn't get a kick, much kick of the ball. Do, don't you think then, Rob? Do, do, what, what are you saying? Are you, are you disagreeing with that? No, do you think no, that they, I, can, I, I, they should be whatever they want to be? Absolutely not dis- disagreeing. Actually, just wanted to clarify, you know, what we're talking about. Because we're actually going to end up in a very similar place. Although I have a slightly different view that I've kind of been thinking of for about the last half an hour. So... I would agree with you, Rob, in principle of what you're saying. And, and I don't think you've got on the, the rose-tinted Man United glasses on when you talk about the DNA and the history of the club and what they're about. Mm. What I would say, Rob, and, and it, it's becoming more and more my thought, and it, 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 it sparked when I was listening to Ten Hog after the game, is this group of players are better than what we see. Now, yeah, Casemiro might come back, Martinez is back, you know, Mason Mount gets back in the team. Um... Who else is missing who would be a start? Uh, Short, Luke Shaw comes into the team. Let's just, you know, we're mm. back to something like, you know, most people available and, and, and getting back to somewhere near full strength. I still do not think that this manager will play the DNA style of football that you're talking about. Historically, has been played at Manchester United. Rebecca asked me today, if, can those players play that style? And I said, in my opinion, with the right coaching and, and, and tactical um, experience, I think they can. But I do not believe... I'm coming to the position where I don't think this manager can. Now, I'm not going to say Ten Hag's not going to continue in the job. I'm not going to say Ten Hag can't be successful. But Ten Hag cannot be successful playing how Man City play, how Liverpool play, how Spurs play, how Brighton play, how Villa play... That is not what Manchester United are going to be successful with. They could become a really good counter-attack team, sort of semi on the, the, the David Moyes-West Ham kind of. At times we'll get back and have a good structure and then I'll get it to my players who can make things happen and you know we'll, we'll evolve into that, At which I'm not saying is what it should happen. I'm saying what I think will happen if this guy stays in charge. I don't think he is capable of playing... The open, expansive style of football. Yeah, but he has, Rob. He's, that's 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 what we thought we were getting with him. That's what he did at Ajax. That's what you know. That's what I, he did. Ajax in, well, Ajax that, in the Dutch league and Manchester United in the Premier League are two very different projects, mate. Absolutely but but surely that points projects. to his philosophy. But it well, points well, to his philosophy, Rob. Doesn't it? Does, it? But, but but surely, Rob, you you've got to trust. Rafael Varane, that he can make right decisions on the ball. Johnny Evans at 36 years of age. You've got to trust Christian Eriksen that he can keep the ball. You've got to trust Bruno Fernandes that when I get it into him, he can turn in, in between the lines. So you're telling me that he doesn't trust these, that, that, this group of international players, Dallo and players no. who play, he doesn't trust them enough to play the, the kind of football. So it's only going to happen when Casemiro was back. Casemiro was having a, a bad time. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he's basically saying, Rob, he said it a few times now, that with this group, he doesn't think they can play that yeah, way. Yeah, I know. Which, well, which well, what's kind of strange about that, he's bought, he's, he bought, them, he's bought the majority of the team. And I disagree. So that's where I don't I think disagree. it adds up. I think if you put Roberto Di Zerbi with that group of players between now and the end of the season, you'd see a, whole, a lot of different things happening. Yeah. Because yeah. we, we, yeah. it's like Steven Gerrard yeah. with the Villa players before Unai Emery. What we're seeing with Unai Emery now, you would never have thought those, play, those same players could do, but yeah. a different manager with a different structure and a different way of working has, has, has built away. 
this guy has still got enough quality in this team to play how Aston Villa play. Yeah, he, so, he, so you're pointing the finger at him then, Rob? I The more and more I think about it, and then listening to his interview today, when he said, this group of players mm. can't do that. I mean, they're not that bad, Rob. We've not, not just come out the, 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 the championship and we're, we're coming... I mean, they're international top players. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but when you said earlier that, that they can find a way with this counter-attacking to, to be successful... Yeah, yeah. What, what, what do you, so, so, so I'm what, saying... What, what, that, clarify, if, like, if, what do you mean? Okay, so if we're not going to be expansive front foot... You know, it, it, Spurs would be the great, great contest. So you know, we're going to get our, our full-backs high, we're going to press high, we're going to win the ball, we're going to play a high line. If that's not what he thinks they can do, then he has to say to that team, you know what, we'll go to a mid-block. We're going to be difficult to play against. We're going to have good structure in, in, in the midfield. And then we're going to go for turnovers and, and set our traps. And then we're going to get it into our attacking players. Uh, now, exactly. I see your yeah. face and I, and I hear uh, the puff. And I'm saying, yeah. I'm not saying that's what yeah. I want. I'm saying that's what I think we will see. That's where I think what I've seen of Ten Hag as successful Manchester United are going to look like. Mm. Yeah, and, and, and uh, I'll never change what I said a few weeks ago, Rob, on our show, is if, if, if they don't qualify for the Champions League, mm. you know, it, it, it's time for somebody else to have a go. And, and maybe even more so now when we're seeing this reactive style and, uh, I don't know, the fans just... I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but maybe, maybe Man United fans, all they want is to win. Yeah. I just think mm. with an with opportunity for change, with this guy, with his structure, you know, whether they have a total clean break in the summer, make some signings and basically start again with a philosophy and a coach that fits that philosophy, going back to the DNA that I think yeah. the club has, um, that, that's the way forward That's a big for me. call, though, and, um, isn't it, Rob? You know, that, maybe. That, that's going to be a big call yeah. to somebody yeah. to, to go in that direction. Yeah, yeah it is going to be a big call. Mm. Yeah. Let's just quickly yeah. talk... Let, let, let's um, get to a, a bit of a, a detail yeah. in the game, and, and then I want to um, highlight a player who's, who's my underappreciated performer of the week, actually, from, from this game. Um, mm. Mm. It, obviously, United got off to a great start. Hoyland, as you say, do no harm goal. I thought he took it really nicely. Quick feet, lovely power, smashed into the roof of the net. Um, yeah. And then, obviously, Spurs came back into it, set pieces with Charleston with the header, six in six for him now. Looks a very different player, a lot more playing with a lot more confidence. Then they get ahead to Rashford, Rob, uh, who was a threat at times when, when they played down that left-hand side, especially when Porro was pushing yeah. forward. And then, and then Beck asked me again, like, how can Manchester United be two-one up, come out in the second half, and within the first minute concede? That, that to mm. me is is like unprofessional. That's not having the, your game head on. That's that's not that shouldn't or doesn't really shouldn't happen at Manchester United because it changes the whole course of the second half. And then you know, if Spurs had more play, you just wondered whether it looked more like whether Spurs were going to be able to get a third goal than, than Man United. Yeah, and the nature of the get the goal, Rob. Mm. The nature of the goal is is so similar to what we've seen, where those, yeah. teams play through, mm. right through the centre, between the lines, and I think you said it, Rob, in, in maybe our last show about the pullback area. Yeah, or that, that I, I remember you on saying the edge it. Of the box. Yeah. That same area on the exactly on the almost on the line yeah. on the eighteen yard yeah. box line where the curve comes. That that's mm -hmm. where so many goals pullbacks. And it felt like it was the same thing where he goes, Buntercourt goes yeah. right through midfield player and finishes it really nicely. So the, the, the same mistakes keep happening. Mm. And, you know, you hear him afterwards kind of, kind of happy. Like, this was a good performance. Yeah. We deserve more. 
what, 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 what about the set-piece goal? And what, mm. what about the awful goal to concede in the second half? So I, I, I'm getting to the point, Rob, and I don't want to keep piling on, but when I hear him in, in interviews, I'm not having it. I'm not having it. I, I just don't... I don't believe what he's saying because we've heard it so many times and what we're seeing is very different to what he's saying. And I don't know whether he's trying to say the right things, yeah. um, but it, it was so easy. 2-1 up, you know, kind of, you, 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 your tails were... Even mm. a 2-2, Rob, even when you concede that, yeah. where, was the, where was the drive? The fans were out of it. And the fans are brilliant at Old Trafford. Yeah. They're, they're some of the noisiest around. And they were out of it. I mean... I, I, you know, it was an opportunity. Tottenham, mm, yeah. just to chat briefly about Tottenham, I, I thought they did their usual possession really well, mm-hmm. but they were they had no punch in attack. No, they had all, no. I thought it was a quiet one for Brennan Johnson. Um, and Timo Werner, which we can mention now, yeah. was, you know, he, he, I thought he was safe a little bit. Yeah, he kept safe, passing yeah. the ball backwards yeah, too many yeah. times. He had a few runs. He had a few attempts that we saw on a mm-hmm. broadcast where he never hit the target. So he, he's going to take a little bit of time yeah. to get up to, to, yeah. to his, his best, I guess. And then we'll see whether that's good enough uh, in the Premier, at the Premier League level. So the front kind of attack, yeah. the midfield was kind of similar in the players that were playing. Yeah. And, and yet they still managed to boss and had more shots and more mm-hmm. shots on target and everything else. So they, they you know, the manager, Ange Postacoglu, was, was, was thrilled after, yeah. was very happy and yeah. rightly so. Given that there's a difficult, I mean, it, it's a difficult game to go to Old Trafford when they're d- demanding a performance and victory off the side to go there and to, to get the 2-2 and look strong on the team that was going to win at the end was was pretty good. And I know that Scott McTominay had a header, Rob, yeah, and, and, yeah. And, and I don't know whether it's just a little high for him. Do you think it was a little high for him, that uh, header? I, I don't... I've got to be honest, I, I don't. I, I think he will think uh, I, he should have done better. I, I know what you're saying, mm. and it caught the top of his head, but it's, it's almost like he didn't quite time mm. his, his run and the jump in the, in the right mm. manner. Listen, who knows? But that, that ball, for me, is made for Scott McTominay, and those are the, the kind of situations mm. where he, he can mm. be uh, yeah. a, a game-changer and a game-winner, and I, I think he, he, he should have on that occasion. So what I'm going to do, my friend, I'm going to um, point you to my underappreciated performer of the week, and, and I guarantee okay. you there'll be nobody else... In this country, in many countries where I listen, I'll go for the same guy. And for, for a number of reasons, my underappreciated performer of the week is Pierre-Emile Huybert. He's 28 years of age. Mm. He's a Danish international. He made today his, first, his fifth start for Spurs under Postecoglou. We played all games last season, a number of games for um, un, under different management, but as Fell out of favour. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. midfield that usually sees Saw and Basuma away on African Cup of Nations duty with the Madison in and the wide players. It's not been a space for him. But I tell you what, what for me, Rob, is an unappreciated p- performer, a 28-year-old international footballer who, when asked to play, gets on with it. I thought, got about the pitch and did a, a decent job. I think his attitude, and he's not, he's not a sulker. He's not a oh, falling out with the manager. There is talk that they might want to let him go and, and in the window and we'll wait and see. But a proper professional performance from a man in the middle of the park mm. who mm. doesn't get a headline, nobody will be talking about him, doesn't score as many goals in assists, although he did get some, you know, a few more than I thought last season. But I just thought that, that term, underappreciated, you need some good eggs like Hoy Bear in your squad, Rob, to come mm. in on days like today and do a job. And I thought he did that brilliantly. Yeah, it's a good shout. It's a great shout, and 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 it's so undervalued the the, yeah. the mentality of a player. You know, when when you're not playing, you can be sulky. 
you can look to get away, you can fall out, you don't train properly, obviously yeah. keeps himself in great great shape. And what, what a good what a good pro, you know, mm. and, and I think similar to hopefully what we were as pros, Rob, yeah. we, we, we recognise that and we mm. appreciate it. Mm. And when when you're not flavour of the month and he isn't at Tottenham, yeah. he still come in there and rolls mm. his sleeves up and, and graphs and has a really good game in the middle of the park. I thought Bentoncourt played well yeah. as well in there, as did Skip with that, that lovely mm. ball in, in the second half. I think it's a good shout, Rob. It's, mm. It is a good shout and he is underappreciated. Um, well, he was appreciated, I guess, under previous managers at this club. Antonio Conte yeah. loved him. Yeah, you know, he's a Mourinho type of player. Him, yeah. um, but this is where the style changes. Mm. He's not quite as favoured by the, the, the current manager because of the way that he wants. And, yeah. and maybe it's mobility, maybe it's cleverness on the ball. I don't know. I mean, for mm. me, Rob, he ain't far away from yeah. being in that starting eleven, mm. But he just isn't quite given the players they've got there. So I like it. Yeah, I like it. I, you know, the Spurs, Spurs midfield um, worked pretty well. Given the you know the changes in there, the changes to the front line, yeah. Um, but no, he's he's a, he's a top pro, and he might end up going in this month, Rob, in the yeah, window. Yeah. There's, there's, I'm sure there's a there's a lot of teams at that age. He's in his peak, really, yeah, yeah. with all the experience, with the mentality. He, he's going to be a great a great mm. signing for somebody. If if the club, you know, the club might yeah. say, you know what, we can't, we don't, we we need players like that. It's just yeah. whether you know we'll see what he uh, what he wants to do. Good shout. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Okay, mate. I think we, we, we've exhausted that at Old Trafford. Obviously, that story's going to continue. Let's go to St. James's Park. Well, for me, game of the weekend... Uh, Newcastle hosting oh. Manchester City, first game of 2024. Get a look at them. We knew Kevin De Bruyne was on, was going to be involved in the squad. He was on the on the bench. Um, it was a, it was a City team uh, well set up and, and and you know starting to get one or two uh, bodies back in. No Erlen Haaland. His foot injury looks like it's going to take a little while longer, but he's, he can move mm. that. But uh, still a strong City team against a Newcastle team that I have to say is struggling with injuries. Joe Ellington just pulled mm. his thigh. Looks like he could be out for sort, sort of minimum of six weeks. I think they're saying so. You know he could ill afford that, uh, Eddie Howe. Um, but what a game, mate. What a game of football. Um, mm. Again, these are the games that you know, this league just produce, and you, there's so much to marvel. I mean, all, all the goals could be contenders for a goal, of, a goal of the week or goal of the month, uh, pretenders. And in the end, City get the job done. Kevin De Bruyne again shows why he's a difference maker. Uh, and a young kid, Oscar Bob, comes on, Robin, and has a magic moment for his first Premier League goal. I mean, mm. we had it all at St. James's Park. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it's obviously, the, for people who watch this game, I mean, it was, it was such a great game, such great intensity mm. with quality. And, I, you know, we, we sometimes moan about other sides. And, you know, when I looked at Man City, Rob, and, I, and there's a million things to say about them, yeah. but, but in, in general, 
They carry no passengers, no. both with the ball mm. and without the ball. In fact, both of these teams, yeah. I think I made a note like, you know, there's a phrase like two, being a two-way player, you know, getting and doing your attacking yeah. side, but also doing your defensive side. Both of these teams do it brilliantly, mm. absolutely brilliantly. And Man City's quality, Rob, m matched with a, a very obvious spring in their step, a mm. very obvious they've had a break, you know, they've got De Bruyne coming back, which we'll get to him. But there's a there's a there's a look about them now that we all recognise, and I think yeah. everybody recognises. I mean, you think about it from Newcastle's point of view, right, Rob? They've had they've had I think they had a four week of yeah they're four week to prepare for yeah, this game, four week, yeah. and they do a pretty good job of, mm. of good shape. They take their counter attacks brilliantly. They score two really good goals from yeah. a similar position. Uh, and Isaac and Anthony Gordon, and they defend well in the, in, in the hole. They're mm -hmm. at home at St. James's Park. It's a brilliant atmosphere. It's an intense game like they like. And they still lost. Yeah. They still yeah. lost after doing everything in a, in a really great way to try and thwart Man City. Yeah. That's where we are with City, Rob. That's where we are with them right now. Where, so, you know, they, 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 they could... Well, I can't even say they looked vulnerable. They were two really good goals from Newcastle United. Yeah. In some yeah. ways... You, you can't stop that. The, the really nice uh, benders, but the drive and those subs and Kevin De Bruyne's kind of newfound um, hunger. I think yeah. I retweeted a tweet saying like, oh, it felt good to be back. That mm. was a lot of fun today. Some, some, something yeah. like that. If he's, and he, there's talk about him having a break, first break he's had for 10 years of a, of a period yeah, of time period. with the injury that he had, his hamstring, uh, really serious hamstring injury that he seems to have recovered from so far really well. You know, a refreshed Kevin De Bruyne, with the quality, with the drive, with the, like, we're, come on, we're, we're not up there at the top right now, let's get back yeah. to the top. That's pretty scary for everybody else, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely, mate. He, 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 he's, he's the standard bearer uh, of, of, of the football club, and you can tell the other players recognise that and recognise him. Um, he, he does, he, he plays with a fluency that looks like the, the, spring, the spring's back in his step as, as well as the players. Um, their football, Rob, it, it continues, and, and in a tough game that you know Newcastle competes particularly well. Two beautiful goals, mm -hmm. catching City mm -hmm. in areas where there might be a little bit of weakness with they, where they play. But perhaps just listen, it, it's it, it, it's you know the little tweaks he did, Rob. I don't know if you, you how much you watching game, but we were seeing how Foden and Doku were coming inside, almost playing like tens, and yeah. then Bruno Silva did they get in the overloads, yeah. and then they'd use Walker on the right hand side, and, and Gavardio going down yeah. the left hand side. Gavardio on the left. So yeah. they, they 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 were like outnumbering you in the middle of the park, stretching you right across the pitch, and then the the, the, the Bernardo Silva goal comes through a change of play out to Walker <laughs> who puts it across and. Yeah, mm. Bernardo Silva with a beautiful finish to start it off, and, and then what as you goal. say, it, it all got going. But I mean, Kevin De Bruyne is—I is, mean, it's almost unfair that City can be that good. And I know they haven't been at the, the sparkling best, but then you've still got De Bruyne comes in and does what he does. You can imagine the other fella Holland sitting at home like can't wait to get mm. at, at it again. So he's yeah. going to be like fired yeah. up. Like there'll be a million goals from him in the first three games, you know, when he when he gets back and. All that we thought and all that people have said, you know, Rob, I go back to when Phil Neville was sitting in it next to me a few weeks ago and talked about when they won the treble. And it was someone that really hit home when he said, the season after, we just couldn't quite get, it, get our heads on it. And, he, and they had the, the great Sir Alex Ferguson, the manager, and he said, it affects you. And he said, it'll affect City. And that the bit of that hunger goes. I just don't... I've seen it again, and I just can't believe that it's going to happen with this group of players. I cannot believe it's going to happen. It, 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 it might have... It might have...
it might have gone a little bit, dissipated the first half of the season. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it just looks like it's back in full and, and, and the others didn't take advantage enough. Yeah. City is still within touching distance and, and, um, and it just looks like... I know they had a, a warm weather break um, to the Middle East again. I think they normally do that when, yeah. they, when they've got this opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and they look, yeah, they look, they look, they look superb. And um, I, I'll jump to my underappreciated performer, Rob. And again, I do this quite a few times where it's underappreciated slash one to watch. And maybe it's an easy one because he scored a great goal. But Oscar Bob, yeah. And and I think I, I think we mentioned this kid before, Rob, when it, when he came on the last appearances that he's had. I'm like, wow. Yeah. wow. Played a lovely like, ball to this, Phil Foden, didn't silky... he? When uh, Alvarez scored, uh, remember the last oh, that was he played? Yeah. Good memory, mate. Yeah. Good, good shout. Yeah, he, he, he's. I think he's special. He's special, and Pep said it afterwards that that people kind of explained how he's a special talent. Other players have said that when he's joined training. I think he said he's the best in the youth team in the under 23s. This Oscar Bob, he looks a silky little left footer. Maybe one of the reasons why Cole Palmer, Rob, was was yeah. allowed to leave the club yeah, when you've got point. Oscar Bob, this little guy that's that's. That's, I mean, I don't, I'm just so, I'm, you know what I'm going to say, I don't want to say it, but it, it, it's almost like that small, left-footed, messy-like type of yeah. qualities that he's got. And, I, you know, and again, like, it, I'm sure people realise that I, I'm not saying he's going to yeah, be the next yeah, Messi, yeah. but he's that, he's that diminutive, Low, yeah. clever, creative, spots a pass. I mean, the finish, the little shuffle oh, feet for the finish beautiful. and the touch initially yeah. from a De Bruyne ball. So De Bruyne scores one and then yeah. sets up uh, or plays the ball to Oscar Bob. So I just wanted to give everybody a shout, Oscar Bob. Yeah, great shout. Watch him, enjoy him. And, um, you know, I think he's a talent and, and he's another. I mean, it's just incredible the, the players that come through their academy and get, get yeah. developed and they get, they get moulded and they get, they get support. And, 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 and by the way, people listening, watching... Small players. I've said this before. This is the this is the, the small players are back because in our era, Rob, yeah, you couldn't you couldn't be a small player. We had one at Middlesbrough, a Brazilian called Janina, that was incredible. Yeah. There was very few small players kind of made it because of the physicality in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. And and now you're seeing these small, brilliant little footballers. Anybody out there that's this maybe not as big as some of the other guys in the team, yeah. they can absolutely be a very important part of this game going forward. And and with the talent, the awareness, the vision, and, and the quality that they can provide and I think you've seen it with Oscar Bob mm. and it's going to be fun Rob to see him mature yeah. get more minutes and just see is he that guy is he another Phil Foden Rob that, that's, yeah. that's about end Incredible, product it? Yeah. and it's not fancy kind of possession mm. that he, he creates things and, and makes things happen a lot what a talent it's almost like they've got a patent on left side he talented footballers when you think <laughs> Cole Palmer was there you yeah, think silky. of Foden you think of Bob I mean, Rico Lewis may be a little bit different, but another from the academy. And it's not just, Rob, that, yep. um, you know, the talent. The academy needs, deserves a lot of credit because you've still got to teach these boys, and especially in a system like Pep's, where we saw Jack Grealish, a, a player with great, great talent and good football IQ, take him a year to learn how to play in that system. Rico Lewis jumps into midfield and run, can run a game for midfield. Oscar mm. Bob from the left-hand side could come in field, play combinations. So they've also been well coached, yeah. which I think is a really important point as well that shouldn't be overlooked. You've got to put the mm. time in. You've got to put the work in with, the, with these kids. And Man City do that, and, and they're reaping the benefits. So, yeah, it's a really good shout, Oscar Rob, Bob. Rob, one we can look for, yeah. I just wanted to add one thing, Rob, as, mm. you, as you're saying about that with the, with the, with the system and the, the players are grooved. I'll tell you what, as well, I bet's going on, is the mentality. 
and and and, and being a team player. I think yeah. Pep's one of those, Rob, where he's he's gonna don't think you're this, don't don't mm. start giving any ego, don't start. You got to work hard for the team. I think he's one of them. Yeah. I think he keeps everybody humble, and I, and and that's got to help when they come in. The attitudes that's right. The, the, the work ethic, there's no mm. luxury fancy dance coming into yeah. to Manchester City's team from the academy. And that is such an important part that Pep obviously knows is important. And by the way, it's the same with his previous clubs, particularly at Barcelona, yeah. Yeah. with the players that came through there as well. That, that, that quality, mm. possession, penetration, but hard work and, and mentality and attitude, I think as well, is, is instilled in these, these kids. Yeah, it's a really good shout. Um, just before we move on, we should talk a little bit about Newcastle because obviously the injuries is a problem. I know mm. everybody gets injuries, and I know in some ways it, it sounds a bit like a get-out for Eddie Howe in Newcastle, but I don't think it is. Um, there's obviously issues, and at some point we were going to be talking about FFP and the financial um, regulations mm. because it, it's starting to hit home. Newcastle can't spend the money they mm. would like. They've come quite public with that recently. Newcastle sit tenth in the league, mate. Um, they're out of the Champions League, no European football. You know, league form's not been what they would like. Um, any worries for Eddie Howe at Newcastle? No, not for me, Rob, and I don't think for the club. I yeah. really, really don't. There was moments in that game where it felt like this is, you know, I've said before, I, 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 want, I miss Newcastle United. I, want, I miss the real Newcastle, and yeah, I think we yeah. saw that for periods with some of the intensity, the finishing, St. James's mm. Park against the champions. It, it, I mean, it felt good again. Yeah. I think we're a lot... I, I mean, my opinion is we're a long way from... from and I know what you mean when you see that where they are on the league table. I think we're a long way to, for, for him to be in the pressure for his job yeah. and, and to be looking over his shoulder about, or the phone, you know, when's mm. the phone call? I think we're a long way from that. I think the players still love him to bits. I think the ownership and the board love him to bits. I think the players do. And I think the fans still appreciate yeah. what he's done and what he's continuing to do. Understand the, the way that they play and the injuries that they've had. Whether that means in the future they, they try and play a little differently yeah. to maybe avoid some of these injuries, yeah. possibly. Mm. But not for me, Rob. I mean, do, do you... No, I don't. I think Vex asked me the question. That's why I, I thought I'll, I'll, I'll throw it to you. Uh -huh. But no, I, I think credit in the bank, the way he goes about his business, I think he's got connection with the fans. I think... They understand what, you know, other regimes have done and other managers at that football club and it's not been nowhere near. Um, and, not, you know, you've got to give the guy to get at least his, 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 his team, his squad back healthy, be able to do, have some rotation. Yeah. So, I mean, they're running, on, they're running on empty at times and, and, you know, these next couple of weeks hopefully means they get a bit of rest and we'll still have to get one, mm -hmm. one or two back together. But, no, I'd agree and I'd be really disappointed. I think... It would be a bad look on Newcastle and the ownership if they were to do something drastic, which I don't get the sense with the kind of people they've employed in the ownership group and Amanda Staveley, etc. I think there's a bit of stability there. Mm. So, um, mm. But, yeah, obviously Newcastle, you know, we'll want, to, we'll want European football, I would think, Rob. That, that's got to be sort of the aim now. Maybe a domestic cup yeah, would be great, I think so. Yeah, yeah, of course, they're still in the FA Cup. Yeah. They've knocked out the League Cup, yeah. knocked out the Champions League, I think, within a few days. Mm. Um, they beat Sunderland, of course, the, the bitter yeah. rivals just down, just down the road. So, yeah, I mean, I, 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 you know, it's one of them. You know, I think they can look at it. It's a huge learning curve. I mean, I, mm. you know, I just think they're a little unlucky. They, they spent really well. They got yeah. a squad that, like, well, that's better to, to yeah. deal with more games. But they had so many injuries to players in similar positions that it just yeah. it hamstrung them. And, they, and 
Some bad luck as well, wasn't there? But... You sign Harvey Barnes, yeah. he gets a bad injury. The Tonali situation where you didn't see that coming, yeah. he, he's missing. You know, what I mean, two you know really key players who would who'd be difference makers. So, yeah, yeah well, um, I'm and sure also the penalty run. Remember the, 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 the Champions League, sorry, the Champions League as well. The refereeing, the, the awful oh, yeah, VAR the handball that, yeah, against the, the, PSG, yeah, which was absolutely. which would have had him in the Champions League knockout. Yeah, I mean, it's so show, yeah. the, just back onto your luck thing. Mm. They, it's been uh, it's been tough for them, yeah. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. A team who needed a result, whether it was through good football or luck, was Chelsea. West London derby, Chelsea at home to Fulham. They managed to get the job. No surprise who the goal scorer was, uh, Cole Palmer, who's becoming mm. the most important player at Chelsea Football Club right now. Um, the, the youngster. We, we spoke to him after the game, Robin. I wouldn't say he's, he's the most fluent or get 21 years of age. He's still a kid and you know still learning how to work in the media. But he, he, he gave us a, a few nice insights into his game, and, and the, the thing that came across, Rob, and I said to Bex after, was he's obviously, he's obviously one of those footballers who's most happy when he's on the football pitch. He looks like, he says, he's quite an introvert off it. He doesn't get too involved in, you know, the stuff. He's not going to be in papers and, but, you know, not, the clubs and all that. That's not his thing. But he, said, he talked about, you know, get, having a confidence and... and, and it, expressing himself when he gets on the football field and it was just really refreshing to hear a young player there you know just it looks like he just loves playing football yeah he does and I think he's enjoying the fact that he's almost top man at the club I mean he wasn't top man at Man City and it was yeah. difficult to get his minutes there mm. um, always had the talent and he's made this decision to move away and fair play fair play to sort of say you know what I want to play a little bit more and, and obviously he's a big hit and and the amount of players that Chelsea brought in, some big fees yeah. and big reputations, a few of them, well, there aren't many of them, but the few of them you'd expect to hit it off. Cole Palmer is, is, um, is like, well done. Like, that's yeah. it. Like, he, he is obviously going to be a star player for this team for, for many, many seasons to come, can play in every position mm -hmm. in the front line. And I don't mean every position. I think he, I think he changed in the game yeah, to a false nine. Yeah, false nine, can play yeah. as a 10, and can play a 10, then a wide, yeah. yeah. So he can play everywhere. Um, that's not the problem with Chelsea, Rob. He's not the problem, and he's a good story, and yeah. that's great. Um, what do you think? I'll ask you. Um, what do you think of Enzo Fernandez in terms of a balance of a midfield with Moises Caicedo yeah. and Conor Gallagher? In terms of the blend of that, because again, I find myself. Go on, I'm getting frustrated. Go yeah, for it. No, we we we, we touched on it. Uh, so. It's 277 million for Caicedo and Enzo combined. Um, doesn't doesn't look right. Doesn't feel right. Doesn't 
if I was the opposition, doesn't really worry me. There was a, ch- there was a, a, a time in the game when Fulham started to put some passes together. So to, certainly down the left-hand side, William and Anti Robinson, and that we were starting to look dangerous, like they, they, they might be an equaliser. Certainly towards the end of the game, the midfield of Chelsea yeah. couldn't control the match, couldn't put a dampener on Fulham to, to control and, and to cure the one. Now they, they ended up winning one 0 and. You know, a few scrambles and, and things, a couple of good blocks, and, and you know, maybe a few chances missed mm. for Fulham. But mm. I'm still looking for this midfield to show me. Now, again, I looked at, the, at their ages. Enzo's 22, Caicedo's 22. So they're very young. And I'm not saying that in time and in experience, but there's, you know, there's 100 Premier League, just under 100 Premier League games between them. I'm not seeing enough, Rob, at the moment. And I don't know, I saw somewhere last night people saying, oh, Caicedo showed you know, what a good player he's going to be. Still not, he still hasn't convinced me. He still hasn't convinced me. And I think he's mm. a good player. And I know all the, the numbers and his data's good and all the, the things you want. But with my eyes as a watching, mm. Rob, it, it doesn't look like he's totally on top of his game and, 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 and organising and, and, and being a, a boss in there that you're going to grow with. And, and so... I'm still unsure about, about about the whole Chelsea midfield. I've got to be honest. I'm still mm. unsure. Well, you? yeah. So, so well, I, I, at risk of kind of um, changing things around here, I, I, I thought I think there's glimpses of Chelsea, Rob. I think there's glimpses. I see glimpses of quality when sometimes of, of you know, Enzo will link with with. There's glimpses. I, oh. the team. Yeah, the team, yeah, yeah, in general, the team, right? So, these moments, you know, yeah. I, Absolutely. But I, I think the problem is lying with the attack and the wingers. And because the wingers aren't, aren't producing enough, and, and, and that being said, Cole Palmer, when he plays out there, I yeah. guess he's technically a winger, yeah. and, and he has done. Sterling's been a little bit in and yeah, out. Mudrick's been quiet, by the way. So what, what I feel that Pochettino is into, he's into a... He's trying to fudge a midfield, right? Mm. Now, if you... So, so what he's asking Enzo Fernandez to do, and this is where Enzo worries me. What is Enzo, right? If it, if he's a six, right, he, he's got the passing range of a six, yeah, yeah. brilliant, and that's his best asset. Mm. Enzo Fernandez is his ability to pick the right ball, yeah. and he can penetrate. He's got he's got great vision. But what worries me about that is that as a defensive six and a, and a, and a conscientious defensive midfield general, if you like, to play yeah. alongside Moises Caicedo, which, which really sounds like a nice combination, yeah. he worries me without the ball. And he worries me he doesn't track runners. He worries me that he doesn't do a good job of shielding the back four and helping. He worries yeah. me on his defensive side of being a six. Now, if, it, if that's the case... Well, okay, then we'll give him a little bit more license. We'll play him as a number eight. Now, a number eight is a box-to-box. Yeah. You're allowed to get forward. And sometimes, you know, you, you, can, you can be covered a little bit in terms of your defensive side of your mm. midfield role. Now, then it worries me that he doesn't produce enough. He doesn't produce enough goals or assists. So, so he's not a great eight, and he's, he's, he could be a great six, but he's not quite a great six. If it was me in my coaching staff, I would be, I'd, be getting to, I'd be making him be more conscientious of his defending, tracking runners, show film, look, you've let him go, you've got to get back because he's not a silky eight and he's not got the energy like Conor Gallagher's got. I'll go to Conor Gallagher. Conor Gallagher has got the the energy, the nous of a six, if you like, but but, and then as an eight, he still hasn't got the quality to produce and score 
for Chelsea. I mean, we saw it at Crystal Palace, and I think yeah. we both love the way that he mm. plays, Rob, with his energy. He's got a brilliant attitude. He works back. If each sees a runner, he tracks back. Yeah. It, uh, but but th- then are you going to play him as a six then? Alongside, it, it's just a little yeah, odd. It's a little yeah. clunky. Mm. It, do you know what I mean? And, and maybe they're one star player off of a star winger or somebody looking great to say, you know, you're, you're there yeah. and we're going to play um, Cole Palmer as a number 10 and we're going to play, you know, your two, your two midfield double pivot or whatever you want to call it of Enzo Fernandez and Moises Caicedo and work on Enzo to, do, to be better and keep finding Cole Palmer. You've got a great threat on one side. And, and another centre forward, I think Chelsea need up front as yeah, well. Yeah. So it, it, there's little bits there, the signs that mm. there's some quality there, but it's still not coming together. No. And maybe it's going to take more more signings, which is crazy given the amount of money they spent. Rob, does does that all make sense? It, it's it it's almost there, sense. but it's still lacking we, major bits. I still think this the, the whole of this what's left of the second half of the season is still figuring out what Chelsea are about, and and those partnerships and relationships. It's interesting. So, as you were talking about Enzo, and I, and I totally agree, because he's not athletic enough. He, he doesn't, he's not that determined to get back and chase runners and do things. He wants to, mm. kind of wants to be an eight with a, with, with a licence to not have to do some of the other stuff. Yeah. You just made a, a, a really important point when you talked about Manchester City and Newcastle. They have two-way players. Mm. Two-way. The two-way. Mm. Enzo yeah. Fernandez doesn't get yeah. anywhere near either of those teams because yeah. he's not two-way yeah. enough. And if Chelsea yeah. want to be successful, they've got to get the same. They've got to get more two-way players. Mm. And he was so expensive. I mean, he was so expensive. It's like, what, what, what can you get these days? A guy that, that's not really good defensively in a yeah. midfield and, and a guy that's not doesn't create a ton of opportunities. But he is a good passer, so yeah. there is a role for him in the side. Again, I don't want to go over say it all again, but it, it, but it's something that you well, know. That, isn't that isn't this I, I really know. what what Pochi's you know the project in the process? Isn't that what he's got to figure out, Rob? Isn't that now what haven't we start got to find mm. eventually what the back four looks like? I've said every unit in the team is, is still needs some what the midfield looks mm. like structure and balance, and then that forward line. You say, oh, is it the wide players with a ten? Is it you know two players underneath the striker? Um, yeah, there's yeah. still a lot of questions, Rob, for, for Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, and, and it's because the, the attack is faltering. Yeah, and the, he's trying to think, he's trying to be creative, a way mm-hmm. to create and, not, and score more goals. There's a little sense, Rob, now that Chelsea won three Premier League goals, uh, three yeah. Premier League games the on the spin, yeah. Yeah. and there's a little bit of talk out there that you know, is this it now? Are they going to go on a big run? Well, just as, I mean, I'm pretty, I think I'm right here. I think it's Crystal Palace. These victories are three: Crystal Palace, yeah. Luton, and Fulham, yeah. and they're all very, very tight, just by a single goal. Remember, they lost to Middlesbrough in the FA Cup, so mm. they're not they're not into some purple patch. They're not figured it all out. They just haven't, yet, yeah, or, or not. Well, well, let's just let's see going forward. But mm-hmm. they're, they're not three convincing thing, uh, wins against really great sides. They won, and that's good, of course. Yeah. And they won this yeah. game. And we're not yeah. trying to be we're not trying no, to be hard on Chelsea. No, we're just no. trying to. Mm. To, to try and think about how they can get to how they want to get. And I think it's, you know, as a, as a, there's two or three more. I mean, Ben Chilwell, Rob, is a positive, isn't he? Come back off yeah, the bench. He's yeah. been injured for forever, for a long time. That's good news. It might push Levi Colwell, I think, is a brilliant centre-back, yeah. into centre-back. So it, 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 it could look, you know, it could look pretty good. Um, 
but there's some important pieces missing, and that midfield kind of mm. conundrum is something that Poch, that's what he's paid to do. Apparently next out. month as well, as well, Rob. So it's the second leg against Borough. They've got an FA Cup game, um, and they play Liverpool in the Premier League the next week. So they'll, we'll kind of know where they are in domestic cups. Yeah. You know, is this league yeah. form something, you know, if we go and get a result against Liverpool, then we might be starting to talk. They've turned the corner and things are moving on. So, mm. important month coming up for mm. Pochettino and his team. It was interesting on that one, Rob, as well. Something yeah. just come out, and I just wanted, I'll throw it out, out at you, and we may hear something. But apparently, after the game yesterday, he was very upset about something that happened before the game to do with preparation of the match. And he, he put it out there, Pep, uh, Pochettino, but didn't take Pot- it any further. Um, so, yeah, not quite sure what that is and not sure we'll hear anything more about it. But interesting that he said he didn't think there was something wrong in the preparation of the players. Well, maybe. Maybe something, you know, a lot of young players, Rob, mm. and, and these young players have come from different clubs around Europe and maybe their, their habits and their attitude and stuff is different to what he expects. Yeah. And I think you made a point a while ago, Rob, about this might take a, you know, a couple mm. of seasons for Poch to really mould this group. This is yeah. such a big young group that's new to this this league that yeah. it might take time and and little things like that wasn't there some also wasn't some uh, Noni Maduake was he did he get some criticism from the manager about attitude or some something in training or some mm. something in preparation yeah. for a game I don't know whether it's the same thing and again yeah. I apologize I haven't mm. got my facts but I oh, think yeah, so there's little kind of yeah. little things out there that that yeah. that, that well, things just the football, could be done better and you again, know, as, as a manager there it's not no. just a football it's a culture <clears throat> it's a dressing room it's a way you know people interact the way the football club all those mm. things have a bearing on you know what, what we see on, on a Saturday afternoon yeah. little word for, yeah, for Fulham because totally. again I, I just feel like every time I see Fulham you know they, they play pretty well I, I watched a League Cup game against uh, Liverpool where they got themselves ahead and come back um just short, maybe, a bit of, of, of a bit of finishing power around him. Menez had a couple of chances, didn't quite go for him. Um, obviously, Willian's a threat, and, and Robinson on the wide areas, Wilson on the left. Um, I just feel with, with, with Fulham, I, th- I think they'll be OK. I don't think they'll get caught up in any, any real relegation worries. But, um, you know, play good football, got, have decent structure. You can see the work that, that they do, and, and they've got good mm. players amongst them. Mm. just feel like they could do with mm. a bit more cutting edge. Yeah, I mean, they, I mean, it, there was a thought that the Raúl Jiménez was going to, you know, go on a bit of a run now. Mm. His, his form's been better. Yeah. Um, I like Andres Pereira as an as a attacking guy. I, I think they've got a really good manager, and yeah, I think he's, I do, a, yeah. he's experienced manager now. I think it's really stable football club Fulham it is at the moment, and I yeah. think there's some really good parts to the side. I was, I was actually a little, I don't know. I just thought they, I thought they might be a little better at Chelsea. I know it's a derby, and I know, I know what the expectations lie between these two yeah. clubs. I just. Yeah expected a little bit more from Fulham and I think that that's probably maybe a bit of their story Rob they can mm. they can look really really great and like wow look at look and then they can yeah. disappoint and lose games you didn't expect they're a bit streaky um I feel like Fulham this season and yeah. and you know this this uh, you know they lost the game and they'd be disappointed but I, I just think there was a bit more there for them if they if mm. they were at their best and I just don't think they were at their best um but no question I feel like they're they're very solid very stable mm. Um, it's a good squad of players with some some nice individual technical. I've picked, I think they've picked up good signings over the last yeah. couple of seasons to make sure that they're, you know, I love. I just like the way they defend as well, um, particularly from from the game. Um, Kenny Tete, I think, is a yeah is is often he's another one I've underappreciated. I think we might have had him last year. Tete, the right fullback of Fulham. Yeah, he, he didn't have to do a good job, you know, Rob. He, mm. He's a pretty. He's a he's a he's a good defender, steady on the ball. 
Um, I think he's a fan's favourite, and I think he was missed last year. Was it last year? He was out injured for a while. So, mm -hmm. so I, I, you know, I just thought I'd, I made a quick note about him. Like yeah. he's a little, he's a, one of those unsung guys at a club that yeah. uh, is really he's important to the way they defend. Yeah, it's a good shout. Let's move on to Turf Moor, mate. Mm. It was a big game there with mm. two teams down at the bottom end of the table. It was Burnley facing Luton um, in a, well, quite dramatic game in, in the way that it finished. Burnley got themselves one up through um, um, Dooney, uh, finished off uh, another bad run, got a really good finish. Uh, Zeki Amdouni, and then they were one nil up till late into the game in 90 plus two minutes. Caught Morris with a header um, that, mm. well, had... Me fuming, to be honest, and, and, and I know other people have other views yeah. of what I thought was a foul on James Traffers by Adebayo uh, as the ball came into the box. It went to VAR. VAR ruled it wasn't a clear and obvious error for the referee to give the goal, so the goal stood. Uh, as you would expect, Vincent Company had plenty to say. Rob Edwards, I thought, did a mm. very good job of saying, listen, if it happened to him, he would have been unhappy, but you know, it, it's a contact. Contact comes in the sport. Was the goalkeeper really as strong as he needed to be? Takes his points, and, and I get that, that. But I was really disappointed in the VAR again, Rob, in a situation where those two points could be crucial to Burnley Football Club. Yeah. Um, and that, that is the big talking point from the game. It is, mate, and, and I, I couldn't agree more. And I, I'm flipping, I get, I get frustrated even thinking back to it. I mean, I, I, I watched the game, of course, and I was sat with my son watching the game, and... Um, the goal goes in and get a replay, and, and I said yeah. to my son, oh, "Oh, this is this is why VAR's good. Yeah. This yeah. this because it wasn't easy to spot." Mm. I said, "This is this is why VAR's good. That they're, they're going to look at that and obviously see that Adebayo has a quick glance where yeah. he is, sees the ball coming over, and knows and, and, and goes over and checks him and totally stops him going, stops mm -hmm. him going to the boy. It wasn't he, it wasn't that he stood still no. and held his ground, yeah. which you can absolutely mm. can do, but he 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 obviously." Deliberately movement, yeah. shoved him so he could challenge for the ball. I, and, and when it when it was awarded, I, I'm like, I, I don't get it. And I think, I, and, to, and Vincent Company, as, as we know, Rob, we spoke to him only a few yeah. weeks ago, and, yeah. and what a, a brilliant, respectful, great talker he is. I feel for him because he's had a few of these now, yeah. and I think you know, a bit like Wolves, there's been a run of bad decisions against Burnley, but this yeah. is the worst. This is one of the worst of the season, Rob, for me and VAR when. If you don't know, and, and, and again, like if you're sat and if you're the VAR official yeah. and you don't understand that what the player's intent is yeah. and what he's doing, I don't know where you go from there. I, if, 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 you know, and, I, and I, I'm not a big, a big advocate of getting an ex-player in the VAR yeah, room. Yeah, yeah. I don't know whether we go down there, open that can of worms, but th this is worrying where that, that's okay then. That's not a clear and obvious error to... I mean, a goalkeeper has has the laws allow him to use his arms. Yeah, yeah. And we've seen it before, where a little pull on the arm from a mm. player, it, it's like, well, you, you know, yeah. that, that's a foul. Yeah. And this was this the same sort of thing for me that he was he was and and I think he would have got to the ball. There's a few people saying out there that he wouldn't. He yeah. was about to run and jump. Yeah. And it, and he was totally shoved um, when he didn't expect that. There was room for him to do that, and it was the room was cut off by a player that, that reached into him. And and. Listen, this, this, this is just our opinion, right? Mm. And other people out there, and, other, and, the, and, and there was at least one former player that thought that it was okay. So Actually, Tim I, thought I, it was I, okay, I, Rob. I'm not, I'm not changed. As a goalkeeper, Tim said, sometimes uh, you've got to accept that there's going to be physical contact. And he said, I didn't see anything wrong. He, he felt he, he should have stood. Oh, 
So oh, yeah, I thought he, I thought he was like you. No, he because he, he he didn't do the game. It was me and Danny that did it on the on the Friday, and then we did the ah, highlights on the Saturday. Ah, yeah. And when he, he he saw it on the Saturday, he actually because Beck said you know from a goalkeeper's point of view, and he said, be honest, I think it, it you know you've got to accept that there's going to be contact. There was contact and things. So listen. That's a goalkeeper's view. Obviously, he's talking from his own position, and, and maybe he would have expected some contact. But I just thought it was it was, it was, it was an obvious attempt to, to run across That's the line of the goalkeeper to put yeah. him off, so he couldn't get to the ball. And it doesn't matter yeah. whether he would have got the ball or not. You're stopping him his attempt to get there. You'd have been even smarter to let, if he's going to miss it, let him come and miss it then, and let Moyes head it in if you're going to get the goal. So, yeah, I was disappointed. But, uh, and, and the only thing I would say, having said all that, and, uh, and maybe Luton fans are there saying, well, it happens at whatever, what I would say to, for Rob Edwards is, with about 15 minutes to go, he chucked on uh, Colton Morris, kept the two of them up front, started to get balls in the box, mm. and you know what, Rob, if, you, if, you, if you're brave sometimes, you, know, you get your bit of luck. So, yeah. it... it a little bit of credit to him, really, that he was still going for it. And if you look, um, there's some yeah. stats now of the late goals. They, they've scored, I think, something like 12 oh. goals in the 85th minute or later of games, which is like an incredible kind of belief and character for a team that have just come up, uh, out of the championship. Mm. Uh, and just, um, I, uh, by the way, it's a good shout. It's a good shout. I mean, you do, we've been there. You, you do anything yeah, you can yeah. do to try and find a way to score and to get mm. points and to win a game. And, and, and at Luton, absolutely. And, and I've enjoyed watching Luton this year. And I, yeah. in fact, I've enjoyed watching all the teams, even particularly these two. This is why it's such a big call, such yeah. a big game, and a six-pointer for both teams being uh, being down the bottom of the mm. league table. So, yeah, it, it's um, you know unfavourable in terms of both of them. They, they, yeah. they, either of them would have would have killed for three points. Mm. Um, but that decision was a was a. I, I just I just thought it was a foul, Rob. And yeah. um, I don't know, you know. I, I tell you, the one, the final thing to add on that, Rob, is that um, I know I noticed that BBC on social media, and BBC is the huge broadcaster yeah. in England, yeah. put a poll out there about was it or wasn't it, and I think the numbers came in at sixty-five percent said it was a foul. No, I, I didn't see how many voted yeah. on it, but yeah. I, with it being the BBC, mm. it's got to be millions, yeah. like well, not millions, but it's got to be a, a lot. A lot of people, sixty-five yeah. percent. I thought it would have been higher than that, yeah, but it just yeah, shows you too, that yeah. there's there's mm. plenty out there that yeah. thought that. Uh, uh, thought that the goalkeeper has got a. I didn't even know how to say it. He's got a read that he's going to get shoved into. Mm. That's that's. I it's guess it. they think that's okay in mm. part of the game. Well, there's, there's this line yeah. in there that so, goalkeepers are overprotected, so you know they've got to take a bit of. Cut. I mean, I, I have no argument we'll on see. that one. For me, yeah. it, it, it should have been a foul. Hopefully Burnley aren't yeah. going to miss those two points because that could be crucial, Rob, um, come the end of the season. Yeah. Two points can be the difference between staying up and going down. Uh, final games at Goodison Park. Uh, it ended up a nil-nil. It was, it was kind of a decent game. I thought nil-nil. We, I think I got what mm. expected. Villa, more possession, more control. Didn't quite create enough good chances and weren't able to finish the ones they made. Everton were resilient, had a bit of a structure, um, had a brilliant opportunity just for half-time. Dominic Calvert-Lewin goes through one-on-one. That changes the game if yeah. he scores that. Um, kind of where Calvert-Lewin is at the moment, Rob, not quite on top of his game. I think that's 10, goals without, uh, 10 games without a goal at the moment. He didn't look confident as he ran through. You know, sometimes as a forward's running through, you get the sense he's got the rhythm. He's going to either go past a keeper yeah. or he's going to hit. He, he kind of 
didn't do either, and, and Martinez comes up with a decent mm. save, but it's, it's, a, it's a poor miss. Mm. It's, it's kind of where Everton are at the moment, unless the is coming up with big moments, or one or two, maybe a Harrison or a McNeil, you can't actually see where too many of the goals are coming from. Yeah, that, that being said, and that's fair comment, um, yeah. and it's absolutely the outstanding chance of the mm, game, yeah. and your striker is paid to score those. That's a, that's a big miss from Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Yeah. What I would, would reflect on, that was the best chance created in the game, and Everton's defence is so much better now, Rob, that, that you know Villa are right at the top of the yeah. Premier League table. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a great game for, for Everton, no. but they're so strong defensively with Tarkovsky mm. and Branthwaite back there. That, that it's making all the difference in the world. They've got a really good goalkeeper, the England goalkeeper, yeah. Jordan Pickford yeah. in there. And defensively, they're so different. They're so much better than previous seasons. Mm -hmm. And that's helping them. You know, again, you, you, we can look at Villa and they have more possession, yeah. and, and particularly in the first half. I thought the second half, the way that Everton came out, Rob, was, was such a... And a positive move from the manager. No, yeah. Not not in terms of kind of tactical or anything like mm. that, but they were they were much more aggressive. They yeah. made it a scrappy, a nasty game, is what I thought. He got nasty. Tokovsky's yeah, yeah. the most aggressive <laughs> player, I think. Him and Christian Romero of Spurs yeah. are the two most aggressive players. He went through players, they made it scrappy, they got into the faces. The rhythm that Villa enjoyed in the first half went away in the second half because yeah. of Everton's extra energy and aggressive nature. And and that's a good as in part. That is such a typical Everton like and it's great, by the way. It's a great ability to, you know, maybe we're not as good as them technically, but yeah, we'll find yeah, ways yeah. To, to, to change this Effective, flow of the game, yeah. the rhythm of the game. And they mm. create the best chance. And they're strong defensively. So, mm. you know, I think we can say the Villa looked better and maybe they had a, yeah. maybe more numbers of chances. I, I don't mm. know. But, but Everton, chance, yeah. strong at the back, the best chance of the game. Mm. I think Dice should be really pleased with the changes that happened in the second half. And, um, you know, frustrated they didn't go ahead in the game. Who knows if they would have held on if he yeah. scores that goal? Dominic Calvert-Lewin. But I, I just marvel at how he has changed this team's structure and defensive stability that they can have a game, a tough game. They mm. missed a great chance and they still get a point and they get the benefit of a clean sheet. So, yeah, I still like what Everton is doing. And I know, I know what you mean. They, they sometimes lack a, a little bit of... Yeah quality in the attacking areas but I think there's enough there McNeil mm. back from his injury yeah. came off the bench in the second half on the left hand side we all know about um, Jack Harrison on the right and Decore had a few opportunities yeah. again so yeah I think Everton are going to be fine and, and it's not a bad point yeah it's actually it reaffirmed that the first thing that uh, Sean Dyke said after you know it's a good clean sheet that's important to us and mm. you know if you get your goals, you get your goals. It didn't go for him today in, in, in mm. that sense. And as you say, there was, there was a spell late on in the game we, we showed a highlight where Matty Cass has a shot, Mikalenko gets a block in, comes out to John mm. McGinn, he has a shot, Coleman gets a block in, Pickford comes up with a few saves, bodies back, committed to what mm. they're doing. Um, and you just get the sense, although form's not been great recently and they've slipped um, a few places back down the league, um, you just get the sense they're, they're going to be OK. Uh, okay, my friends, we're going to wrap it up here because it was somewhat a strange weekend with just five games um, to play, but lots of talking points in the five. Man United, Spurs, Burnley, Luton and Everton Villa all drew Man City and Chelsea. They were the two winners this weekend, and if you didn't know, KDB is back, so the Premier League, watch out. That's mm -hmm. it for this week. We'll be back We'll be back next Sunday. That's January the 21st when we'll look back at the rest of Match Week 21. So that's the other five games that didn't play in Arsenal. Can they get back to winning ways where they play Palace and Liverpool? Can they stay top of the pile? 
when they visit Bournemouth. But for now, I'm Earl. He's Musty. Together with the two Robbies, thanks for watching and listening. Be safe, stay healthy. It's a good night from me. And it's a good night from him. Good night. Dogs are an important part of our lives, and keeping them protected is a top priority, especially against nasty parasites. That's why you got to check out NextGuard Plus, a Foxaloner, Moxidectin, and Pyrantal chewable tablets. NextGuard Plus chews provide one-and-done monthly protection that kills fleas and ticks, prevents heartworm disease. Plus, it treats and controls roundworms and hookworms. That's a whole lot of protection packed into a delicious beef-flavored, soft chew designed to make monthly dosing easy and enjoyable. So the next time you're at the vet, ask about NextGuard Plus Chews. They're the one-and-done monthly parasite protection you want for your dog. Use with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurologic disorders. Dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting a preventive. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.